Welcome to the Orange Socks Podcast, where we are inspiring life despite a diagnosis. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Nebaker. So, Kathy, your son Cole is your oldest. He has Down syndrome. When did you find out that he had Down syndrome? We found out that Cole had Down syndrome after he was born. I had gone in for my eight-month ultrasound. And during that ultrasound, they had spotted some blockage in the intestine, and it's called duodenal atresia, which meant that we were going to be facing surgery. He would have to have surgery immediately upon his birth. And in the course of preparing us for that surgery, one of the doctors had said, you should be aware that one out of three babies born with this blockage has Down syndrome. So we knew that our odds had gone up pretty dramatically. I was an older mom. They had done different tests and had been watching, but hadn't detected anything up until that point. Brian, what were your thoughts when you found out that you had a child with Down syndrome? It was pretty difficult. It was pretty tough. The doctors kind of lay out a lot of things, and I'll be very honest, it was very difficult. Because we married later in life, and we have our firstborn, and we were just excited about it, and then to, to get that diagnosis was yeah, I remember for me, just a personal sight, when she was born, I cried the entire night, and I'm pretty sure that it took me about two years to finally get my head around it. It's a tough deal, isn't it? Yes, it was very difficult at the beginning even to say the words out loud yeah. as you're telling your family and your friends. I remember wondering if I'd be ever able to talk about it without crying. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting for me, I thought it was somewhat a matter of arrogance. How can I, you know, Gerald Nebaker, father this child with Down syndrome, you know, and, and I did it for a living, right? I supported people with disabilities, so in fact, in fact that was kind of made it worse. You know, it's like, oh gosh, so I hear you. What did people say around you, your family or your friends, church members, that you had a child with a disability? I remember a friend of mine saying, this is a gift from God. And in that moment, I wasn't ready to receive that gift. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Brian's sister-in-law saying, you know, there's some things in life that you just have to go through. You can't go over it, you can't go under it, you just have to go through it. And I appreciated that, just that encouragement that you just, just take it one day at a time. How long did it take you to be able to talk about it with joy? It took me a few years. When Cole was born, I felt a sense of responsibility. I felt a sense of duty to raise this child the best I could, but I kind of viewed it as a project. I have a responsibility and a project with Cole. But as time, and I mean years, five or six years, I started to see Cole's personality and the person that he is start to come through and started to shift from a responsibility to really embracing loving Cole for who he is. And I'm not sure if I've made that swing 100%, but we're a long ways uh, in that's great. How did you adjust to your new reality? What did you do to try to deal with the grief? It was extremely helpful to talk to other people who had been through the same situation. Well, first of all, in my position in Congress, I had a lot of people, hundreds of people that were reaching out across the country and even other countries around the world with emails and with cards and wanting to be encouraging, just notes that I cherish to this day. That meant a lot. And they wanted me to know that it, and wanted us to know that it was going to be a positive, that we were going to find a lot of joy in our son. And it's very true. So that was just 
amazing. And then other people who came to meet with us and we reached out to others. It meant a lot to be able to talk to other people who understood, who had been there, who had experienced the same feelings and emotions and had gotten to a very positive place. That's great. So while you're on that topic, what are your joys that you've experienced with Cole? For me, I feel like Cole has just kind of taken some blinders off my eyes that I see, I see every person very differently. And it's the difference between having head knowledge and now a heart knowledge as to the value and the potential of every life. And even one that is, it was different than anything I ever imagined in uh, having a son with Down syndrome. It has been very much a positive. We celebrate every success, every developmental step, every goal he scores. I mean, it's just, I feel like there's a lot more joy in watching him reach his full potential. What's been the hardest thing so far? I would say culturally we have a track that our children run on. Grade school, athletics, and most uh, typical kids fit into this track. and. I think the most difficult thing for me with Cole is Cole's on its own trajectory. And I keep wanting to compare Cole's trajectory with the typical trajectory, but they're different. And so you don't have a lot of milestones with your son's trajectory. I'm always kind of trying to find out he's being pushed too hard, he's not being pushed enough, is this appropriate for him? But I think Cole's more typical than different. You never want to underestimate it. It will surprise you. I also think Cole wrestles with that, that Cole wants to be like the other kids, and he wants to be able to play basketball with the other kids. And he's really good, but he's not quite as fast mm -hmm. or as quick as the other ones. And he wants to be seen as just like the other kids. He's very competitive. And so I think that's a big challenge for him too. So. Brian, tell me about your typical day. Well, I would say Cole's typical day is typical of any fifth grader. We're up in the morning and we have him do a little schoolwork, breakfast, and then we're pushing him to get his teeth brushed and get dressed. And we walk to school and we pick him up after school and he's usually outside playing with the sisters, snack, dinner, homework like any other kid. Like any other kid. That's great. So Kathy, after Cole was born, were you hesitant to have additional children? We gave that some thought. The odds of having a second child with Down syndrome are pretty slim. I believe it's 1% more than just right. the odds in general. So I had met a couple of families who had more than one child with Down syndrome. I'd met families who have adopted a number of babies and kids with Down syndrome. So I had seen the multiples and it certainly was in the back of our minds, but we wanted to have more children and we decided to go for it and we're ready to take on whatever may happen. That's great. So you both are amazing people. Brian, you retired after 26 years, a Naval commander, and Kathy, you're an eight-term, right, member of, of the U.S. House of Representatives. That's, that's amazing from the great state of Washington. Thank you both for your service to our country, first and foremost. But with all that, how do you balance your busy lives and the demands of three young children? Brian makes that possible for me to serve in Congress. He did have an exceptional career in the Navy. I met him after he had retired from the Navy. And when we married and started having a family, and he's sacrificed a lot to 
be at home with the kids day in and day out. He says it's harder than anything he ever did in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> and yet he Without does that uh, to make it possible for us to do what we're doing. Great. Brian, do you want to add to that? Or? Life is life and everybody has things going on and you make it work and I think things have worked out well. Certainly challenges along the way. So I assume that having a child with a disability has shaped both of your advocacies. One thing I'm really focused on is employment. I really think this is the next step that individuals with Down syndrome need to take. We kind of move from institutions to home to schools to mainstreaming and there's a lot of support up through the age of 21 and then that support drops off and I think it's important. And then a lot of skills and a lot of education and a lot of talent end up sitting on the couch watching TV. But what we want to do is get those individuals employed. And with employment, there comes a plethora of positive things from social interaction, a paycheck for sure, getting out every day, a purpose to get up in the morning, self-worth. And I really think this is the next chapter for individuals with disabilities as a whole and Down syndrome for sure. And we want to see these individuals out there. They do have something to offer positive to a company. And we're not talking charity employment. We're talking bona fide, show up, get a job done, and contribute to the company. Um, so I'm really appreciative of National Down Syndrome Society and all they're doing. And we're working on the employment aspect. Awesome. So Kathy, you have a full resume of accomplishments in the house. Uh, I was reading about some, many of them, but you're seven years, at least I think, as seven years as the chair of the Republican Conference, and most recently the Republican representative to the United Nations. Mm -hmm. You've sponsored and passed several key bills that positively affect people with disabilities. Uh, Steve Gleason Act, the Steve Gleason Enduring Voices Act, the ABLE Act, the ABLE to Work, the ABLE to Financial Planning Acts. One bill that's recent that I'm interested in is that Transformation to Competitive Employment Act. We talked about that a little bit when we first met. What do you hope to accomplish with that uh, bill? My hope is to continue to move society to see the ability that every person has. And, and they may have a disability, but to really focus on the ability, focus on what that individual can offer. And especially at a time when we have a booming economy, that we have record unemployment, a 50-year low of unemployment, this is the best time ever to really look at how do we open up that door for competitive work for those with disabilities. We have still a lot that are making sub-minimum wage. It means that they are in positions where they are not being paid minimum wage and they may be there for the rest of their lives. So the goal of this legislation is to phase out that sub-minimum wage job and move these individuals into minimum wage positions and do it over a period of time, offer support. There's a lot more organizations now that are focused on really coming alongside those individuals who have disabilities and helping them identify what their talent is, their skills, maybe giving them education and training so that they can get into employment. Organizations that are working both with the individuals with disabilities and employers. 
whether they're for-profit or non-profits or government entities, really helping bridge this divide. And so this legislation is legislation that I hope that this Congress will pass and that we will embrace as a country, ensuring that every person gets that minimum wage, no matter what the work is that they need to do. Awesome, that's just awesome. What impact have you seen or hope for with Cole in the lives of your two daughters? Yeah, so Cole has two younger sisters. My hope is that they are going to be fierce champions for everyone and those with disabilities, having grown up in the same household as Cole and seen every day the positive impact. They love their brother. They enjoy playing with him. They're all very competitive. And my hope is that they'll continue just to be a fierce defender and champion for him and so many others who have disabilities. You know, it's interesting. I've interviewed lots of families, and a lot of times, like with ours, the person with a disability is the younger and uh, some after, but at least I've, sometimes I've interviewed them when they're a little older than your kids, and everything that you have said is true 100% of the time. I have never met a family that had other children where the children were not advocates and that they were changed profoundly because of that sibling. So I think your dream will come true, guaranteed, guaranteed. Last question, I'll ask it of both of you. What advice would you give to a couple who just found out, either in utero or after the child was born, that they had a child with a disability or Down syndrome specifically? I would say that the journey is going to be a little different, but it's going to be a good journey, a positive journey. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. Lots of things out there that you're told that can give you a lot of concerns, but you're born with a very beautiful, young child and it has a bright future and just invest in it like you would any child and you're going to see wonderful fruits and this wonderful relationship it's positive that's what i say it's different you're outside that normal track but it's a different experience but it's a very good experience great kathy what would you, what would you have to say i think it's the fear of the unknown that is overwhelming in that moment and to go talk to other people. Don't make an isolated decision. Do some research, educate yourself. I remember when we got the news about Cole that so much of it was focused on the negative. It was focused on health issues that he may have or other challenges that he may have, rather than really being told what the potential was. And I fear that so many, when they, whatever that diagnosis may be, that so much of the focus is on either the unknown or challenges versus what's a very positive potential also. You know, Cole is, he's exceeded all expectations. I've learned not to put any limits on this guy. He's an amazing kid. He's very personable. He's very active. He loves to make you laugh. You know, he takes joy in making you laugh. Sometimes it's a little corny, but you know, we need, we all need to laugh more and find joy in each day. I'm just so grateful that Cole has had this influence on my life. And yes, it's not what I expected. It wasn't what I had dreamed, but it is very positive. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. 
follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram, and visit our website, orangesocks.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.